Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Well, 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 well. Hello, James. Hello. Welcome back to this show that we do. It's called... Suggestible. Hey, shut up Pod. and listen. Oh, no. Don't be so rude. That's what I wanted to call it. And I think we should still call it that. <laughs> change it it's fine we just make the and we make the logo a bit more aggressive it's just someone pointing you know that guy like uncle sam but it's you you're the aggressive one it's like listen to this shut up you listen to this look i'm fragile today james i understand i'm a fragile lady in a dressing gown is that because the on world? the edge of her sanity well the world's falling apart Are so you? don't worry about it oh excellent yeah hmm. i know uh hello if you're hey, what's up hello <laughs> hey shut up and listen <laughs> James is drinking a kombucha, so I will just introduce myself. I'm Claire. I've already introduced myself. James is here also. We are married, and this is Suggestible, where we recommend you things that you probably won't ever watch, read, or listen to. <laughs> That's right. You better believe it. However, we really appreciate a recommendation. We really do. Let me tell you. And I, we got a few doozies up our wazoo today. <laughs> do we? <laughs> I'm not even quite sure what that means, but I've, it amused me, so I said it. Okay, James, um, how are you? I'm great, Claire. Every day, everything just, it just keeps happening, doesn't it? You wake up and you're like, yep, all right, it's happening again, all this shit. <laughs> I'm really good. I oh, know. Yeah, yeah I, it really got on top of me today, the never-ending things that you got to do. Sure. You know. What did you say? You want someone who can like tuck you in and cook your meals and stuff? Yeah, just like, like a Mary Poppins woman? Yeah, like, like make me a hot water bottle and like cook me a really delicious stew with rice. The thing about a Mary Poppins woman <laughs> is if you ever get one or a Mary Poppins man, you know, they yeah. probably exist. You want to you want to keep them on like a fairly long leash. So when they're like, "Oh, goodbye, I've fixed you." and they go to fly away, they can't. You're like, oh, "You're not going anywhere, Mary Poppins." <laughs> what I really think I want is like a cozy grandmother from one of those Mary Poppins slash Enid Blyton novels who has an apron and gives you squishy cuddles. What if she was racist? Makes you hot chocolate. What if she was racist? Okay, though? without the racism. Well, I don't think you can have one or the other. It's just, <laughs> <laughs> you know, with like rosy cheeks. Yeah. You know? You know, I don't, I don't want someone like dottering around me all day. I don't want, that's what I don't want. No, but she'd just, just she'd like knit you things and she'd be quite funny and a little I sassy. That. I don't need any of that. Baking you stuff constantly and just. Telling you you're wonderful. I'm going low carb, mate. I can't be. I can't be having baked <laughs> treats. This woman sounds like a nightmare. Look, this is just my mental state currently. Mm. I really just want to be what like about this folded what, up in someone's wants, warm bosom. What if she wants? Her, <laughs> she's probably got her own life and grandkids looking after you. Whatever. Yeah, I know. I mean, I don't want her around all the time. She can go and do the other things, but uh, I don't know. I think really what I'm saying is, I would love to just be a child again. Mm. Where the world was simple and everything wasn't on fire. Except it wasn't and you just didn't know it. I know. I saw a diagram today. Spoiler alert. This is a bit depressing. So if you are having a fragile moment like me today, maybe skip ahead. Anyway, I saw it because I follow all of these climate change, uh, you know, Instagram accounts and things. And there was just this diagram of how in 1985 when I was born, it was sure. like a pie chart 
30% of the forests and, you know, of the planet were gone and it was just kind of like barren wasteland but 70% was like lush and green. And over the subsequent years, so 35 years, it just slowly reduced to now we're at something like 30% greenery and 70% barren wasteland. Awesome. And that is my mental state currently. I'm loving So let's move. I'm loving that. I'm loving what you've just done there. I just, I think, I know I've talked about this before in the show. It's just the dawning realization that all the things you were told as a child were totally bullshit. Yeah, that's really good, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So on that on that note, I've got some really fun things to recommend. So would you let me to go first? Go first. I would love you to go first. Okay. So the first thing I made myself today. I don't know if you noticed. I made myself some zucchini pasta today for lunch, James. I had and, a, then, and then you said, this is enough for dinner. And then you ate so much <laughs> that there no, was enough for dinner. This is why I never make this dish because I love it so much. It's so delicious. And I was having a mental health day and I thought, you know what is good for your mental health? Cooking. Mm. Always lifts my spirits. And I haven't had time to go to the shops or meal plan or anything. And so what bucks me up is some delicious food. And I haven't had any buck ups with food. So I was like, fuck it. No one else in this house will like this zucchini pasta, but I'm just going to the shop and I'm buying the ingredients and I'm making it. That is true because nobody else got a chance to eat any. (laughs) Well, he did offer you some. He said he didn't want any because you're low carb. Oh, my goodness. Anywho, so I'm just going to tell you what my zucchini pasta was because it was a big, delicious pan full of joy and five extra kilos, but, you know, he's counting. Have you got any left? (laughs) No. I didn't get a single bit of this (laughs) pasta. But I'll tell you about it. Oh, I'd love to hear about it. So this recipe is from my sister and also Jamie Oliver, who I saw making it today on Instagram and that was what inspired me to make it. So one zucchini grated. Can you do it in a Jamie Oliver voice? (laughs) One zucchini grated. Just like put it in the bowl then and then wiggle it around a little bit and it'll be delicious, mate. Oh, everybody loves a bit of zucchini. I'm just going to pop out to my garden. (laughs) I've got everything in my garden. If, don't if you don't if you have to use fresh ingredients, I'll come to your house. I'll cut your throat. I'm Jamie Oliver. <laughs> well, that escalated quickly. That's what he's okay, like. Okay, three cloves of garlic diced, one lemon with zest grated, parmesan cheese grated, spaghetti, olive oil, salt, and pepper. So you put your pasta on to boil, and you boil it away. You make sure the water is super bubbly with a bit of salt. Then you throw it in. Has to be spaghetti. None of this fettuccine. None of this. You know, toily pasta, none of these shells, spaghetti. Okay. We never eat spaghetti because we have kids who can't really manage it on their forks. You very well. So now I was like, God damn, I'm just going to have some fucking spaghetti. <laughs> okay. Moving on. I'm have some spaghetti. I'm going to come to your house. I'm going to step <laughs> on your bollocks. Jamie Oliver. All right, back my to Jamie my Jamie Oliver. Oliver. All right, so then you get you get your zucchini and you grate it. You grate it fast. You grate grate the whole zucchini. Do you have to then, grate it fast? Yeah, yeah, you do. You got to grate it, and then you get your lemon. You zest it. You zest it because you've got such a zest for life, mate. That you zest in your lemony deliciousness all over the place, and oh, lovely bubbly or whatever he says. <laughs> yes, he's. I'm British. This isn't massacring the, their accent at all. Okay, so next you cook until warm. Looks like cock, but it says cook because it's a handwritten note in this recipe book. Cook (laughs) until warm, but remove from heat before zucchini. Get soggy. You don't want no soggy zucchini, mate. You want them crisp and hard. I I don't know what I'm trying to say. You can see why you put cock in your recipe. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I don't know what that was. That was that was me snorting because I love life so much. You could have said it was me. You could have said Joe snorted that. (laughs) 
No, I'm all about authenticity, mate. Authenticity. Is authenticity. 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 Okay, mm. so then I now I'm starting like sounding like Russell Brand. <laughs> Or nobody British ever because this is the worst accent no, no, in the world. This is really accurate. And if you're British, I'm horribly, horribly apologetic. I hope in 10 years you get cancelled for this. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's going to come out. Look, we're convicts. They booted us. We're descendant from convicts. They booted us out of their country. We can make fun of their accent. I'm not even making fun of it. I'm genuinely just trying to do it. Okay. Just to clarify, I'm making fun of it though. Yeah, you are. Yeah, good. You are. You were saying that, I don't know what, you make fun of my garden. My garden is great. I grow my zucchinis in there and then I'll grow some mint. I tried tried to fix school food in America (laughs) but I couldn't. I got real sad on TV in there and then I went to my garden and I cried into a basil leaf. Anyway. I think he did great things. No, he didn't. He didn't fix shit. All right. Anyway, <laughs> he did a recipe book. I have to say, I, my 15-minute meals recipe book is bloody brilliant. I mean, no one cook anything in there for 15 minutes. You know it's how many like people an hour and have half. turned this off because it's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm so sorry. Anyway, I've got to finish. I've started now. I've got to finish it. I'm so sorry, guys. Okay. Drain pasta till well done and add some zucchini. Yeah. So you drain your pasta till it's al dente, you know, so it's like slightly springy and sure, delicious. Sure, yeah, I get you. Not, none of this soggy spaghetti mm. around these traps. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, no. I'm going off the deep end, mate. Oh, God. Going off the deep end is my kind of thing. I don't like this anymore. No. Oh. What? I was having some fun. Yeah, you keep going. I thought you thought I was funny. Yeah, no, it could, oh. it could, but it went over to annoying. But that being said, maybe it'll hey, come back it's around my again. Bit. Yeah, you're good at that. That's you what I always often do. you do a bit so long that it becomes like a mollusk on my brain, and I can't get rid of it. Anyway, <laughs> drain pasta and then add to zucchini. Stir it all through with your lemon zest. You add some olive oil. You season with salt and pepper. Fresh chili. Mmm, lovely, jubbly, bubbly, wubbly. Uh. Then you serve it with your fresh parmesan and you stir through your fresh mint leaves and then it's mwah, delicioso. And that is the key, mate. You have a cheeky half a glass of red wine, which is what I did at lunchtime today. Never do that usually. Thought I'd be Italian, see if it would buck me up. Made me sleepy. Didn't work, did it? Nah, pretty much ate that whole plate, that whole (laughs) bloody fucking giant Pan I made today. Day drinking. There you go. And that is zucchini pasta. Mmm. Well, that's, uh, well, I must say, it All right, really you sexy good. beast. Jesus. It, doesn't he sometimes aggressively call people that? I don't know what he's about. Anyway, I actually quite enjoy him. He seems all right. It's your bloody turn, mate. I've just, I've just massacred the British culture. Brit- Britain doesn't have culture. Chin 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 It was a bit Dick Van Dyke. My pasta was delicious, like Louis Theroux. That's my second recommendation. Like Louis Theroux? I'm just a yeah. documentary, the Louis Theroux documentary. No, it's a podcast. Okay, it's well, a delightful podcast. I, hate, I will leave the room if you keep doing this. <laughs> I'm not even joking. May I remind <laughs> you that you suggested it? Yeah, I know, but I'm still going to leave. <laughs> You suggested that I do leave. an accent. You, you think not. I'm joking. Okay, listeners, <laughs> we've been married for many years and if James knows anything, he knows that I am terrible at accents, impressions, 
I'm terrible. I'm just terrible at it. You it's more, your, other... it's more your personality. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, me. On well, the I other can't hand. do anything about that. Mm. I have you know, some people think my personality is tolerable. I'd love to meet them one day. But what were you saying? <laughs> tolerable. That's it. I have, you, I have a podcast recommendation for Louis. Theroux. Do you want to do that? No. Okay. Well, I watched a movie. It's on Netflix. What up? Uh, it's directed by no. Joe, Joe Penner. I'd probably pronounced wrong. It stars Anna Kendrick, <gasps> Tony Collette, <gasps> Daniel Day Kim. I don't know who that is. He's great. He's okay. from Lost. Oh and yes, I do. Things. Yes, yeah. yes, I know him. Yeah, and like uh, Shamir Anderson. And it's basically it's it's uh it's it's a it's a mission to Mars, right? It's a rocket ship takes off. It's got Anna Kendrick, Tony Collette, and Daniel Day Kim. They're, they're they're astronauts. And we're like we're loving going to Mars. We're going to do some colonization stuff. It's a two year round trip, right? Everything's going well. They're bonding. They're handshaking. Pulse. All of those hang on, things. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. Is this a movie set in space? Yeah. Well, they're in a spaceship, so yes. All right. You're going back to classic James. Now you like this one. It's got Tony Collette, Claire. I know. As a I space know. captain. I'm just merely pointing out if the listeners have not already pointed it out to themselves and their brain and it turned off when I was doing my terrible Jamie Oliver impression <laughs> that you were yet again. You know what? I take it recommending back. It was Another movie set in space. It just it popped up on Netflix. All right. And people are like, it's good, and I checked it out. And it is good. Okay. I did like it. Okay. Also, anyway, I am a sucker for a space movie. Everything's going well. Suddenly. Aliens. No. It's very. I don't know what else happens in space. Satellite re- crashes in. No. It's realistic-esque. It's called Stolway because they accidentally took another person to space. Serial killer. No, he's just a guy. Alien. He's a, no, not. He's a guy. He's a regular <laughs> man. And so now there's four of them on this two-year trip uh, okay. to Mars. I have to point out something else. Do they sit in a room and stare at the sun until <laughs> their faces start to melt off? I'm leaving. <laughs> no, come I'm back. Going. Come back. I can't carry this on my own. No, I'm having a fragile day. Get back in here right now. <laughs> That's your one warning. That's your one warning. <laughs> You think I'm joking? I'm not going to no, come back. No, he really left the room. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so there's four people on this three-person mission, which throws everything out, right? And on top of that, so you got to, and then you got to. There's problems with oxygen and food and all that, but it seems to be going well. But then tragedy strikes, and they realize that there's not enough oxygen for them all to get there. So then it becomes like a survival situation. It's like, do you kill one of them? Do you do like extreme things to try and get more oxygen and whatever? So it becomes this. And what I, what I think is really interesting about it is it doesn't cut outside of the ship much and it doesn't cut away to anybody else. So even when they're talking to like mission control, you don't hear mission control. It's a one-sided conversation where you just hear like Tony Collette being like, oh, Jesus, we're stuck in space. What the fuck? Whatever. She's so good, She's amazing. And um. And it's, it's really good and really harrowing and it's pretty simple. It's pretty straightforward and it's just a good kind of solid space survival thing. If you like Gravity, it's not the movie Gravity. <laughs> With Sandra Bullock. It's, more, it's way and more. George Clooney? Yes. Gravity's yeah. fine. I didn't really like it. But this is way more low-key, down-to-earth, very simple kind of stuff, which is what I prefer. Is it – Similar to, in vibe to that Hillary Swank one that we watched fairly recently. Oh yeah, a little bit, but this is better than that. Yeah, because that was that was a very good TV show. You know what I was talking about for the first remember, like yeah. two episodes, and then, and it, then like, it just yeah. I just lost interest. Mm. 
which may also be just because my brain no longer has a lot of concentration span. But no, it's not, I, I didn't, yeah, I, I, I didn't stick with it either, to be fair. Yeah, it was way so more. Stowaway, check it out. It's on Netflix. It's um, Ooh. it's good. And I, it's just, it's got brilliant performances as well. And there's only like four people in it. So and they're all really good. Oh, they sound, they're all really great actors, mm. actually. Really, really great. Well, that sounds awesome. I'm totally going to watch that. A bit of escapism. Will you now? <laughs> bah, 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 bah. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Let's. Why did you? Now I wish it was not. I, I wish it was a visual medium, not because you could see me then in my dressing gown, but because James was doing a funny face and a little fist. I was, wasn't I? You did. You mm. looked like a little leprechaun, a little grey-haired leprechaun. I do look a bit like a leprechaun. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. What's next, Claire? All right, buddy. Oh Let's God. go. I don't even know what that's come, it's got to now. Are you trying to pretend that's not your accent so I don't leave the room? <laughs> yeah, I was. I was. Mm, you just did an accent then too. Yeah. No, uh, this is yeah, Louis. But it's funny when I is do it, it. <laughs> Louis Theroux? <laughs> Louis Theroux, yeah. Louis Theroux, yeah. So um, if you're a podcast aficionado, you're probably already aware that Louis Theroux does a podcast. Um, also, just in case you don't know who Louis Theroux is, but everyone really I didn't does. Know right? I actually, I genuinely didn't. Well, know. I didn't know either. Um, he is an incredible interviewer, and he creates documentaries as well. He's really well known for just always being himself in whatever situation he's put in, whether it's extreme Nazis in the depths of the American heartland or something. Mm-hmm. Um, or with, like in this instance, a famous pop star or whoever. Ooh, he's got star? glasses. He's quite lanky. He's quite, in a way, very nerdy but very sincere and has quite a deadpan delivery. He gets a lot out of people as He well. really does. Yeah. He's just got a real knack um, for interviewing people and also for creating really interesting documentaries. For example, was it Going Clear? Is that the documentary yeah, the he did on Scientologists? Um, yeah. It was really fascinating. Anyway... He does a podcast and he it's actually it was out in 2020 because he's stuck at home during the pandemic, which is still ongoing. Um, and so he decided to call up all the people he's been wanting to talk to for a long time over oh, Zoom. Cool. And sometimes I feel like Zoom podcasts don't work or historically I felt like it's much better to have people in the yeah, room. Yeah, I completely agree. However, Sentimental in the City, which has been one of my absolute favourite podcasts um, over the last year, mm. Has was also done over Zoom and I couldn't tell. And so I think people are getting better at this whole Zoom, you know, over Skype kind of vibe. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and so these... these Especially if they've both got recording equipment. It just makes it so much easier. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's what it is. And so I actually... It's just inspired me for my project to think about actually doing some things over Zoom because I've traditionally stayed away from it. Anywho, Louis Theroux just interviews a whole lot of mainly really famous people that he's been wanting to interview. Yeah. And the one I listened to that I really loved was the one with Sia, the artist oh, yeah, and right, singer yeah. um, from Chandelier. Did she talk about one. her new film and, and how it got absolutely eviscerated? Correct. She did. She did talk about it. Interestingly, she actually sent Louis Theroux some 
of the script, I think. Yeah. Um, and so he gave her some notes on it. Um, so he actually said it was really good. He really I haven't thought seen it was it. really good. Um, I know. But I know because I think it stars an autistic girl or it's supposed to. Yeah, it does. It stars um, an autistic girl who isn't who's, who's not yeah. played by an autistic actor. Mm. And the character has nonverbal autism. Yeah. The autism spectrum is just so vast mm. and really they make the comment in this that if you've met one person with autism, you've met one person with autism yeah. because it presents so differently in, in different people um, and differently in men and women as well. So they touch a little bit on that movie and, you know, the pile. They don't even really talk about the pylon or anything. This is more just to do with Sia's mental health really and um, her journey into music and singing and why she does she created what she has. It's just a really interesting little window into someone who clearly hates fame and yes. is a really fragile person and struggled a lot with addiction to painkillers and, and um, alcohol and where she's at now. And, and really it strikes me that she's a giant introvert who gets yeah. no joy from performing um, <laughs> at all and didn't really want to be famous and sees fame as um, it's like poisonous. A, yeah, and it's like a necessity of being of what she's doing. Yeah, but well. what I found really fascinating and I'll just, I won't spoil all of it, the mm. show is called Grounded and um, it just is really the thing about Louis not being able to go anywhere so he's grounded and uh, his interview style is so warm and... Um, insightful, and he sings a couple of Sia's songs throughout it, which is oh, yeah. just a joy. I didn't realise she was a mega fan of Louis Throat, which I find really oh, interesting cool. too. Yeah, but so, uh, the movie is like it's an it's, it's like I heard it misses the mark quite a bit. Completely, yeah. People people have it. been yeah. so angry about it. One for one, one but of the. It's an earnest effort, though, isn't it? It's, it's not a like, really yeah. earnest. It's her first attempt at directing and writing um, a film. And, yeah, I mean, I haven't seen it either, but from what I've heard, people are really upset that she didn't choose an actor who was autistic she's as well. She's amused this girl as well, isn't she? She's in a few of her Yeah, she is. Yeah, stuff. yeah. She's in Chandelier. She's yeah. the dancer in that. And it was a very earnest attempt from Sia. So, you know, it, this kind of stuff is hard, isn't it? Because she clearly missed the mark from, yeah. and has offended a lot of people. And she's also said some difficult things on Twitter too and dug her heels in. However, I also think making stuff is incredibly hard and you're not always going to get it right. Absolutely, you know? And you yeah. have to try as best you can to get it right. And I genuinely think she did try. I think she just Oh, yeah, it. it's a massive swing. Yeah. yeah, and sometimes you swing and you miss. Yeah. Um, what, it was, what Louis was saying, which I thought was interesting um, about her music was how influential it's been and how important it has been to a lot of people. And she said something interesting, which was that when she was put in a room to create some of that music, she has to just get out of her own way. So she, she's got a real gift at hearing something once and predicting the chords in that song. Yeah, right. And so making a melody straight away. She says that she just gets out of her own way and channels the melody and she can hear the beats, um, hear a track of beats. She puts the recording device on, listens to the beats and as the beats are playing, she'll make the melody over the top of it. Just yeah, right. straight up, like straight first take, like with Titanium. She said mm. that's just, it just came out in one go. And sometimes she'll even get lyrics as well as it goes forwards, 
which I thought was really interesting. And she said for Titanium, she was writing that for Alicia Keys because when before yeah, she got became she real, she didn't want it or something. Yeah, so, and didn't they then go to Rihanna? Maybe who didn't yeah, want it or yeah. something. Can I well? tell the no, story? No, no, let me tell the story. So basically, <laughs> no, no, sorry, go on. So I guess what happened was she had given up. She'd been touring and with her own music and things for about fifteen years, mm. and. It was a completely different type of sound to the one that she's ended up with in this kind of hyper-pop world. Yeah. Yeah, so she'd been touring for about 15 years with her band um, and and battling alcohol addiction and other things during that time and she got to a point where she realised it wasn't good for her to be constantly performing and living that lifestyle and so she stepped back and she decided she wanted to write instead for Beyonce and Mm. big pop stars and so the agent she took on decided to help her with that. Anyway, with Titanium, she sang it um, thinking that she was then performing for Alicia Keys and instead of it going to Alicia Keys, the guy that produced the song released it without her knowledge ah. and it just went bananas. And she she says anyway in the interview that she was really worried and angry about it and wished that he hadn't done it. And her agent didn't believe her and thought, well, why wouldn't you want to, which he thought she was sort of being a contrary artist. Yeah. But she really, she suffers from PTSD and a lot of other things. Oh, right, I know. Yeah, so she touches on that and and she said that then that started happening again where they, where she would create something for other people but then she would be kind of centred on it and then she signed deals and it kind of happened that way. And in the end she's become sort of at peace and quite proud of where she's at with a lot of it. But she said she struggles hugely with the idea of it being pointless and not doing and contributing much in the world. And it wasn't until she started reading fan letters and speaking to fans that she realised that in actuality her songs mean a huge amount to people. She also said something else, that in creating those pop songs she feels like she's punching down in a way. What is that? So she's creating stuff that's, Broad, I guess. Okay. And so her music is a lot, her actual taste in music is a lot, I guess, more niche. Niche, yeah. yeah. Which I thought was really interesting too, which might explain the I film. Think that's a, that's an ability though. That's a, that's a gift to be able to do that though, to make a broad oh, pop yeah. song. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's hard. Oh, my God. Yeah, she's super talented yeah. and she sings throughout the interview too. I don't the, think it's punching down. Too. I think that's amazing that if someone could do that. I do, yeah, because mm. she's, I know, she's she's quite self-deprecating and I, that's what Louis says too. It's incredible what mm. she can do. And I think she makes the point that it's she creates songs that people can put their shit onto. That was her exact phrase, you know, that rather than singing about some specific thing that happened to her, she's singing it in a broad way so that the stuff that happens in your life that's hard or difficult or your own experience of love can be projected onto that yeah, song. Right. And I think that is kind of the genius and mm. maybe the genius of art that it can be whatever the person who is in the audience wants it to be. Yeah. And they can project themselves and see themselves somewhere in it. You can be titanium. Anyway, I thought well, that, that was anyway, really interesting. So I didn't really even know he was doing a podcast. I know. His voice is also just lovely to listen to. Oh, I'm Louis Thoreau. What? <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful to meet you. <laughs> Unlike our accents, his accent is lovely. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Over to you, Sunny. Pop. I've got one more thing I've been meaning to recommend for like three weeks. It's a movie called Sleepers. I actually talked about it recently because I went on Fofop with Charlie Clawson. And I feel really bad about this. But at the start, he's like, how do you do it all? How do you fit it all in? 
and he was talking about like watching stuff because you've got to watch a lot of stuff doing this job. And what I should have said was, I have like eight people helping me, <laughs> which is the actual answer. It's because there's multiple editors and you and colleagues, do you know what I mean? And we've got an accountant and, and all these different things and that, that happen and we have, you know, parents and stuff that help. So then that's the question. That That's how. I what did you actually say? I was said, it, it was like, it was talking about how, how do you watch everything? And I basically went on to like, I don't, I can't because there's so much stuff, even though it's my job that I can't. I wasn't like, well, I just... I, I, it's just me and yeah. I do everything. I know. I, I said something like, well, I do stay up late or whatever. But the actual answer is there's a lot of people <laughs> that do a lot of work <laughs> that allow me to do the specific thing that I do, I guess. That's the real answer. And I'll probably say this again on the Weekly Planet. Anyway, I talked about a movie in there called Sleepers briefly. It's a 1996 American legal drama uh, directed by Barry Levison who did Rain Man and uh, Good Morning Vietnam if you're familiar with those two movies. It's set in the 60s and then the early 80s in Hell's Kitchen and it starts off with these, these boys. They're like early high school and they're just lads being lads. They get in a bit of trouble, do you know what I mean? There's a local priest played by Robert De Niro. He's like, you boys better stay out of trouble. We're going to do some good stuff in Hell's Kitchen or whatever. But then and they cause this horrible accident with a, with a hot dog cart and they end up going to this youth correctional facility which just has like hideous abuse in it. Like it's a... It's, and it's quite a tough watch. And then as a result of that, they come out of this damaged in, in all sorts of different ways. And what it then involves is there's later a court case involving all of them in different capacities in relation to a crime, which also is tied back to one of the guards who was there, who was involved in the time. It's super compelling. It's like, again, it's like 25 years old, but it's got Billy Crudup, Kevin Bacon, Robert De Niro, uh, Dustin Hoffman, Jason Patrick, Mimi Driver, Brad Pitt. It's got this amazing cast and it's just well worth like looking into if you haven't. It's got that, if you love like a 90s legal drama kind of thing. I kind of do actually. But that being said, Claire, it's a lot of like boys being boys. Yeah, I'll you know hate what I mean? it. So you might, you might not like it that much. I mean, I should say I used to until I started watching yeah. <laughs> things with my eyes wide yeah. open. Yeah, there's like one female major role, it's Mimi Driver and it's not that big a role if I'm honest. Anyway, I've always enjoyed this movie. Um, I saw it, you know, when I was a kid and every now and then I'll, it'll pop up on something and it popped up on Netflix. Actually, it was going to pop up on Netflix, so then I rented it on a different thing because I'm like, I want to watch this now, so I did. So, uh, yeah, if you haven't cool. seen Sleepers, check it out, man. Cool. And is that the show? That is the show. Great. Do you know you can review the show, though? Are you sure? It's as easy as being like, really? click, clack, I'm writing a review right here from my phone. <laughs> click, clack. That's what Brian says. I'm, in, right, I'm reading the view right now. Brian from China who says, this show is explosively awesome that my, uh, that my mind literally cannot comprehend it. James and Clay's natural back and forth dynamics rivals, even that of James and Mason's. Ooh, Mason, I'm coming for you. Great content. Better hosts. Keep up the good work. That's, yeah, Brian Aww, from China. Thank Brian. you, Brian from China. Thank you so much. Terrific stuff. Have you got a letter for this week, Claire? I do. This Let's is from Amber. So I don't know if you remember, at the end of last week's episode, there was a poem called Megatron. I do remember that poem. Yes. Dear Claire and James, says Amber, I wanted to thank you and yell at you Whoa. for playing that poem Megatron. I was Collings in- put it in. Yell at Collings. <laughs> we did tell him to. I was in the middle of doing my makeup, working on my eyeshadow when the poem played and when she said the line, I'm told these marks are bad, I lost it. Tears streamed down my face with how it hit me, how exhausted I am with hating my body after three kids. Needless to say, I had to do a retouch of my makeup. 
Thank you for sharing that poem. It reminded me to take a break from others' expectations of how my body should look. Love your show. I listen to you guys every week. Keep the wrecks coming, especially anything for the kids. The 13-story Treehouse book series is a huge hit at our house now. Oh, cool. Amber. Excellent. I know. And Amber, Amber, you are beautiful. I can already tell because... You can, you can hear it. You can hear it come through, can't you, in the email if you listen. Yeah. You don't even have to listen that closely. You can just tell. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just, I think it's it's so interesting. I got this email when I was kind of feeling down about myself too after two kids. Yeah. And I just think that is crazy. That's why I loved Holly's poem because I think it really is incredible that we can make humans. And our bodies are different, but different is not bad. That's it's right. just society sometimes airbrushes everything out. Exactly. To make it feel like we need to look a certain way. And it's a good poem because I did listen back to that episode and I did hear the poem. Oh, mm. there you go. Well, anyway, lots of love to you, Amber. And, uh, oh, Captain Underpants is another great reco for kids. Kids know Captain Underpants. Do they? Well, I'm just I'm letting them know. We should know save that for another week. I could talk about Captain Underpants. Yeah, well, we'll talk about it later, but just a sneaky one in there if you're looking yeah. for something. You know that really popular book series that's been around since well, the Well, we recommended the 13 Story Treehouse and we got lots of people writing in to yeah, say this for that, but James. that's specifically Australian. Captain Underpants is an international. <sighs> it's got movies and TV shows. Right. Ed Helms plays Captain Underpants in the movie. Well, they Sorry, Ed Helms. Go. Oh, we're both yawning because we've had enough podcasting for today. Let's. They're all tuck it out from uh, aggressively yelling in English accents at each other. <laughs> I'm so sorry about that. Okay, have a lovely week with Bitchestable Pod. Thank you to Collings for editing this Thank ramble. you, Collings. Thanks, Collings. And what a goodbye. legend. Bye. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.